Arr, grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideshed Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. Well, it's a very exciting week. Uh, we have Madeleine Desley on with us, who plays Chelsea Horobin. Uh, I cannot overstate how much we have wanted to run. We've been talking about this for months and months and months. We went quiet, as Kerry said last week. And welcome. Ah, uh, hello. I'm so excited to talk to you all. It's so lovely having you, honestly. Thank you for inviting me. We were talking before the show started and I was um, I was telling you about how much we loved Jim, but I think it's Jim and Chelsea are definitely our two favourite characters without exaggeration. Oh my goodness, I've, I don't quite know what to say. <laughs> it feels like I thought you'd been on for three years, but in fact it's only been how long? It's been just over a year, I believe. Um, so it's like last September, I think, the first driving episodes aired... I think. Yeah, so a year and three months. I think it was October because I listened I would listen back to the omnibus. Oh, was it October? <gasps> very early mm. October, yeah. Could very well be. But Chelsea feels almost as much a part of the village now as Barnaby, you know, like uh, there since the dawn of time. So, I mean, it really is a testament to what you and the script writers and, of course, the script editors have achieved, like the plot, all the recent plots. And then I was thinking about it earlier on, like, you know, uh, it's a bit like with Michael J. Fox's um, uh, Marty McFly. You really can't imagine anyone else playing Chelsea. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, thank you very much. No, I, ju- I just feel very, very, very lucky. I mm. love playing Chelsea, and she's probably the, one of the best things that's ever happened to me, really. It's hard to imagine the show without Chelsea. Now, I was thinking this earlier. Yeah. Like, you could take a lot of other people out who have popped up in the last year, and it would be fine, but... I kind of, I really struggle to to imagine the show without her now. Not, le- I mean, even before everything that happened in recent weeks, she was already interacting with so many other different characters on the show and bouncing around. And obviously, mm. this later storyline has kind of brought a lot of, uh, dragged a lot of people into it. But it's, yeah, it's very hard to see another character that could have had that kind of impact. Really, the scriptwriters are. They're so amazing. And each script, I just never know what she's going to do next. So each (laughs) script is a real surprise when it comes through the door as to, you know, how she's going to be. Is she going to be happy? Is she going to be miffed? Is she going to be sad? Uh, And yeah, yeah, I I just feel very lucky that, that she's a character that gets to interact with so many different characters. Um, And they all bring out different things in her and, Perhaps she brings out different things in them. Um, yeah, a bit. Uh, she's a bit like, well, like Tracy is another character that that is very similar, who does a similar thing, I think. Mm. Maddie, what was the first thing you did to research and approach the role? When you were like, you're right, I've got the role. This is amazing. It's part of this huge institution. Um, how did you get a feel for how to play Chelsea? Oh, gosh. Well, I was very overwhelmed. I was like, gosh, I really don't want to mess this up. Um, I just really spent a lot of time, and I did this before the audition as well, because basically Mm. they were like, we want someone um, to, uh, we want Chelsea to be a mini Tracy uh, to start off with. Um, And Mm. so I just spent a lot of time really studying I guess um Susie Riddell uh, who plays Tracy just so incredibly so I just spent a lot of time researching and and just absorbing 
her performance as much as I could. Yeah. Um, and then the difference with Chelsea is that she is, I believe, very heavily influenced with social media. And so I spent so much time on YouTube and on Instagram following teenage um, YouTubers and influencers uh, yeah. uh, to sort of see how they, because I am not part of that world. <laughs> it's a bit alien to me. So I was like, gosh, okay. So I'd spent a lot of time doing that. And then I just amalgamated the two really. And uh this is what I got. <laughs> yeah, you can really hear it because you are a mini Tracy, aren't you? Um, vocally as well as as um, moods and um, energy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think. Um, oh, oh, that's fascinating about the social media thing. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was an education for me. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like the kind of things I have to watch by proxy when the kids are on their break at school. These appall- oh, yes. appalling, like... TikTok and Instagram influencers it just drives me absolutely mad. Of course, they want to show you as well, so you have to sit there and pretend that you're enjoying it as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's props a whole to you. New world out there. We should use the rampant commercialism as a cue to get a slot in an ad or two. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Maddie, you were saying about uh, interacting with all the different characters. I said to you before we started that I thought you interacted with the wrong brother and should have been with Josh. It should have been Josh's. Josh should have been the father. <laughs> but and then you told me, which I think was um, fascinating, that you you didn't know pr- pretty much up until the last minute. I didn't know who it was going to be. I knew that it was someone who was at the rave. Um, but there were multiple people who it could have been at the rave. Uh, and I didn't think it would be Ben at all. Uh, I thought it would be Josh, like you, um, because there was a sort of semi-flirty interaction or could have been read that way. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so I thought it could have been him. I didn't think it would be Russ. I wasn't sure, um, <laughs> but I definitely didn't think it would be Ben. Mm. So that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So when you were playing the rave scenes, you had did you have no idea at that point that you would then go on to be pregnant? Oh, that's a really good question. I just oh, wondered how late they did left I know things. Then? It was early July, wasn't it? First week of July, the rave. Yeah, it was. Um, 
I think I knew then. I think mm. I knew then that that she would get pregnant, but I didn't know who it would be by. Right. So I remember yeah. getting a phone call from Jeremy Howe, the editor, kind of going, right, in the next couple of scripts, next block of scripts, she's going to be acting differently. Like, <laughs> she's going to be really angry. She's not going to be doing very well at work. She's going to be, you know, not quite her usual self. And that's mm. because she's pregnant. And I was like, no, gosh. Uh. But like before you got to the bottom of the page, were you kind of like, oh my God, I mean, giving a guinea pig a makeover is a massive story arc for my character. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I loved that scene. That was Because even George, even George was a suspect. <laughs> I know, but he's her cousin. He's like her first cousin, yeah. a cousin, a second cousin or something. Madeline, it's the archers. I know. I know. That's a silly thing to say, isn't it? Anything can happen. <laughs> But no, it wasn't going to be George. Um, I don't think Chelsea. I don't imagine Chelsea would ever let that happen. I think she dislikes him so mm. much. Mm. We were desperate for it not to be Russ. Yeah, yeah. I kind of hoped it would be Blake. That was my. I really wanted him to return and for you to have, um, you know, made a go of things together. Oh, he's gorgeous, isn't he? I love. I love the interactions with Chelsea and Blake. Yeah. I, yeah, I adore them. And I, yeah, I'd like to think it's not the end. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but he's de- he definitely <laughs> was a good friend to her in yeah. the storyline um, and sort of helped her process all her thoughts at the start when she was in denial and wanted to sort of pretend nothing was going on. I mean, you were going to sue him at one point. Oh yes, I was, wasn't I? <laughs> oh yeah, because she was Chelsea was asking um, David Archer for advice. Oh well, that's question seven of the trivia, buggered. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's right. I'm just kidding. I knew you'd remember that one anyway. I threw a few easy ones in. <laughs> Maddie, if you ever uh, are stuck for researching the past in the show, you could do a lot worse than emailing Matthew. He has a encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of the show. It's quite peculiar. Oh, I will. It's wallpapered around my room, yeah. Oh, fab. Like a detective trying Pretty to find much. a murderer. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Love it. that whole drama about who who the um, the father might be. So we had, obviously there was Russ, we said. You didn't think it was Ben. I mean, Russ was very mm. on mic at the rave, wasn't he? Um, he was, yes. You did that yeah. wonderful thing. And I, I know that you, you spoke to Sonny about the fact that you shortened Lillian to Lil to kind of ground <gasps> yeah, her a chill, bit. Yeah, chill, Lil. Yeah. <laughs> But with Russ, you called him Russell. You elongated his name. Yeah, she did. Yeah, Russell. Yeah. Which had almost the same effect. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, we had Russ, Josh, Ben. Some people thought it might be uh, Lily's one night stand, Sol. Yeah, that was Mm. another another one Mm. um, who I thought it could be as well. I had a mixed bag of predictions that that around that time. I thought that you were at Blake's when you ran off. I kind of called that on the pod, but I, I was pretty adamant oh, well with Josh to the point where Peter actually recorded a segment afterwards saying how I'd convinced him that it was Josh as well. <laughs> pretty much for all the same reasons it was Ben, except it just happened to be Ben. Yeah, maybe it would create more carnage if mm. being Ben. Um, there's yeah. a yeah, it's it's what Jeremy says. It's like drop the pebble in the in the in the in the water and watch the ripples go out and how big the ripples would be depending on who the the father is yeah. how would it affect people 
and with Ben, the ripples are huge. Um, with his, you know, his relationship with Beth breaking down, and yeah, so and Jill, she's oh she's dealt gosh. with it nicely, hasn't she? <laughs> that was shot. I didn't. I mean, I didn't know that that was going on because I wasn't mm. in any of those episodes. And oh, gosh, that was intense. Yeah. Yeah. Really strong, wasn't it? Mm. Poor old Ben. Poor Ben. Yeah. Oh, he's so wonderful. And Ben Norris, who plays Ben, is absolutely brilliant. How did you manage to keep all of that a secret, Maddie? <laughs> like, because <laughs> there must be people you know that you know they listen to the Archers. I, w- I would think, I would imagine. Yeah, I would yeah. Have loved to have known all of this. There are a lot of questions at the time <laughs> and people trying to guess and going, I got messages from my mom like, is it this person? Is it this person? Did you? <laughs> yeah, but I um I just knew that the payoff would be better if I didn't tell people. I, I wanted people yeah. to find out in time with everybody mm. else because you know, to make the most of the writing really. Yeah. Um Did you throw any red herrings? Did you say, did you name someone who it wasn't just to completely freak them out? Tony. Oh, I should. I don't know if I did. I should have done. That would have been fun. <laughs> Tony, come on. Yeah. <laughs> He's too busy watching badger porn with Rex in the pub. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was tonight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, that's not, the first, that's not the first time Tony has yelled badger in the pub either, is it? <laughs> he, did, he did it when uh, Trevor was chewing his ear off. Hey, do you, do you know, actually, going back and listening to that episode tonight it's really funny like you come into the archers and almost immediately i don't know if it was that same omnibus or the 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 next one that you were in um also and at the same time you've got vince taking ben and beth out to that fancy restaurant and it's the beginning of their relationship and his arm around ben and he teased him about being a nurse and then beth had to make him apologize and there there you are the 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 thing that's going to bring it all crashing down (laughs) Mm. It's oh just God, kind I hadn't of even drifting yeah. in in the background in other scenes with Tracy and Jazza. You want, I think the ep- the the episode where you want the motorbike, and you've you've yes. figured out that you can ride a motorbike at seventeen, um, and Jazza's just shrugging his shoulder, saying, "Well, I can't." Like, yeah, that's true. And then, then it's cutting, and it cuts to Vince and Beth and Ben at the restaurant. And I was thinking, "Oh, this is so strange." Wow. <laughs> I don't know if even back then they had it. But that's the amazing thing about the, the, the script writers and the planning of it. I mean, some of these things are, you know, the first little foundations are put in years before the actual thing happens. You've got to understand, Maddie. So Matthew's like um, sort of uh, Mark Commode listening to it. And across town, <laughs> Kerry and I are like Anton Deck, you know, <laughs> listening, making a Kerry's carefully researching what kind of spoon they were using when, when if it was referenced or something. I, I sometimes have to remind Peter and Kerry what they said on the podcast. Yeah, oh, pretty definitely. much. <laughs> I, Kerry's definitely more in that direction, but that's magnificent, Matthew. Absolutely magnificent uh, recall. Mm. Well, I did listen tonight, so I can't really take ultimate credit for that. Oh, okay. Well, that was all. Okay, well, yeah, what was I talking about then? Absolutely. <laughs> <nice. Yeah. laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> yeah. no, it, does, it does prove that I don't listen and that I must have missed that five minutes ago. So, you know, at least I've out myself up. I know you can't give us any plot spoilers, but I mm-hmm. think, but, I mean, 
please just at least tell us that you know Chelsea's not going to have some um, horrific accident in the in the next half a year. You are sticking around, aren't you? I genuinely don't know. Uh, I just thank my lucky stars every month. Uh, you know, you know, if if some bookings come come in for me, I, I genuinely don't know because it's a month by month thing. I'm suddenly terrified that you might become a really su- successful hairdresser and bugger off to london or something awful like that this is our problem we want you to be successful as a person as an individual but don't go tamping grieging off to hungary you know we can't have you (laughs) be like setting up a hungarian hair salon or something because you i hope not no i i i mean i really hope that all her dreams come true but they come true in ambridge and i'd like to think that Mm. her her tie to her her family i think is the thing that makes her who she is. She is so loyal mm. and loves her family so much that I don't think she would want to leave them. Yeah, I think she would. <laughs> hint, hint, scriptwriters. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't think she she would want to leave. I think she's happy around them. That's mm-hmm. where she gets her passion and her energy from. I think that's why she wants to follow her dreams is for the, for her mum. But also for you, like if James Cameron gets in touch about Avatar 3, you've got to have it written <laughs> into your contract that you've got to make it back for Archer's recordings. I do both. <laughs> um, what's, the, what's the time difference between recording and the show going out now? Because I thought it, pre-COVID it used to be about three months, didn't it? But I get the impression it's well, a little bit I don't bit know. Because I came in during COVID, so I only know sort of at the tail end of that um i think oh i might be wrong here but it feel i think it's about a month okay mm. that's not that's not long is it or maybe just over a month mm. yeah i'm just thinking about you getting asked when you're getting asked who the father is how far in advance you've had the reveal and how long you've had to keep that quiet while mm. people are asking you so it's about oh about yeah four weeks, i think it was, uh, I think, perhaps just over a month, mm, okay. I think. Uh, I might be wrong, so I'll write in and go, absolutely not. <laughs> but I think it's about a month. Yeah, I always thought back in, you know, before it went to the monologues, I thought it was like there was almost a three-month period, but maybe I've got it that It could wrong. have been. It could well have been. It must make it so much more exciting for you as an actor to not really know what's going to be happening to the character in a couple of months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so exciting. And when those scripts come through the door, I mm. I, I don't even mo- I move from the door. I just sit down, open it up, <laughs> read it all, see who my scenes are with, um, yeah. what's going on. And mm. uh, yeah, my eyes are glued to it because I'm so invested. But not just even to, to my bit of the story, it's mm. to everyone else's as well. Because um, yeah. it's true with Chelsea, almost anything could happen, isn't it? Like, yeah. She's not sort of like a Tony or something where nothing huge <laughs> tends to happen. Um, but Chelsea, she could, she could pretty much do anything, you know. That so yeah. it must be. Yeah, I can, I can get why you would scrabble for that envelope and have a good yeah. look. Yeah, and which version of her I'm, I'm going to get because I'm, I'm kind of getting to know her not too long before y- you do, and mm. and I'm still sort of getting to know her emotions and how she is uh, you know at different points and this storyline really taught me because before then she'd been quite upbeat snappy assertive 
Um, and then I got to know what she's like when she really is lost and yeah. doesn't know how to be and kind of was very, I don't know, I felt very like a child in a way, like a very yeah. young version of her. She, that's how it felt playing mm. her at the time. Um because she is super young, but at times she doesn't half have a really good head on her shoulders. Um, she's yeah. really quite mature, isn't she, with how she handles situations and other people? Yeah, definitely. I, sometimes she's more mature than I am. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and I think that that's very much where I see Trace tra- the trait. Like it feels like I could be saying Tracy's line sometimes, but mm. then what's lovely is that she'll go back and say something absolutely ridiculous. Um, so it's a, she's beautifully flawed, I think. Yeah. And I, I just, lo- I love playing flawed characters. I just think, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fulfilling to play. Just to give a little bit of um, time to some people that commented on our socials. Um, Adeline, we've got a guy called James here who said he couldn't think of any question to ask you, but he he was astonished at your skill of playing Chelsea. And he was utterly convinced oh. that it must be Suze's actual daughter was playing oh. the part oh. when you That's so lovely. Um, gosh, well, that I mean, th- th- thank you for, for your incredibly kind words. <laughs> so, someone also kind of mentioned, they've mentioned, they've thrown in the adjective Bristolian in this one, and I haven't made this up. They said they would love to hear how Madeline developed the grumpy borderline Bristolian teen-like voice that comes out in Chelsea. I mean, is there any, I, I listened to what you said to Sonny, is there ever, you didn't mention Bristol, is there any Bristol in there? Or did you not feel like saying that? Or Oh yeah, I mean, because when I first heard the accent, I was like, mm. oh, that, I recognise that. that, that feels to me like a Bristol accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but just with a few sort of slightly different sounds in it. Um, but no, for in my head, the way I can I can dip into it is that I think it's Bristol. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, everyone in the Archers, most of them, with the exception of maybe Roy, who have like that kind of twang, sound like they should mm. be in Gloucestershire. To me, they don't sound like they should be in the environs of Birmingham. But you know, maybe Roy kind of fits that. But yeah, I did wonder if there was a little bit. Of, it's a, it always reminds me a little bit of um, Vicky Pollard. Yeah, it does a bit. <laughs> I've seen people write that. I mean, yeah, that that is that is that accent. I think Matt Lucas actually perfected that, while he because he did study at Bristol Uni, so yes. I think he kind of oh. he, he cherry picked that for himself when he because uh, yeah. he, he has actually mentioned places like Cotton in sketches where he's. Uh, being Pollard, yeah. so yeah so he, he definitely he knows what he's doing there and going back to the tiktoks like the m4 does drag a little bit of the london down all the way down into the west country like as you go down through reading and stuff uh, you know and through wiltshire mm. where i was born mm. so you know like, okay. you get i sort of get a bit of that with chelsea like you know like you're saying she's like uh, you know she you modeled her on tracy but you can hear some of the, you, know, you can hear her youth coming through in her accent as well a bit i think Another inspiration is I take the train from London to Bristol a lot or from Birmingham to Bristol. And uh, 
oh, I just love it because I just listen into some of the conversations of some of the teenagers. And I was like, that's my inspiration uh, right there. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I love it. Um, but I do, I, it's funny because I do have a moment before each block because sometimes we have a few weeks off or it can be a bit longer. And I, I, I just do have to kind of go back to listening to... Uh, the bits of Tracy to get back into it because I just feel oh. like I've forgotten the voice every every month. <laughs> I feel like I've lost it, so I need to kind of go back to my roots and do a couple of the growls or something. Oh, the growls, yeah. Oh. I think that's from my actual teenage years. Is <laughs> that is probably my my mother would probably say. It sounds like it comes to, it comes too naturally to you. I think. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Probably get a few out in this podcast. No. Yeah. Um, well, if we make any, we tend to make wild predictions about the plot. Now, I know you can't say yes or no, Maddie, but if we make Ooh. one that's correct, just growl, okay? And, uh, <laughs> and we'll know. All right, I will. I heard your growls. They were excellent. I feel like I'm out of a job. <laughs> I feel like they should take my voice out and put yours in. Mine sounded like a cow. <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> well that fits in okay i loved it i mean it's not dissimilar this is the longest i've talked to um a members of the art of the archers cast without mentioning that i am an award-winning actor myself maddie oh um, okay. i won a uh, at the acting prize at my school so just so you know thank you so yeah if anyone is coming for your job you know look look you know i'm the one to watch out for okay all right kerry was that a groan you let out in the background there yes Peter played, the Peter played the spider in the nativity. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done a fantastic job. That is the role you want, the spider. I'm terrified of spiders. Oh, I, <laughs> I am, yeah. Oh, dear, it was funny hearing Pip get quite so competitive about her little Rosie and the spider, wasn't it? Oh, she's busy mates now, isn't she? Oh, yeah, mm. she's she has a friend. Yeah, I know. That's That's quite shocking, isn't it? Oh, no, no, I didn't mean it to be shocking. It is, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I love Pip. Yeah, your subconscious let you down there, your true feelings here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. No. I'll do a growl. Uh. Since we're talking about Pip, should we get our, our very truncated review of the week out of the way? Uh, rattle mm, through yeah, what's been going on. Actually, you know, Maddie, so you, you've listened this week, so uh, help me out. So uh, Pip, oh, Pip has made a friend. What else has happened? Tony and Rex were the voyeur after um, uh, they saw Ed and Emma on the job. But And then Matthew, I was, I, th I said on Twitter, I was genuinely disappointed that you hadn't spotted that coming with the coats. Well, I here's what I thought was going to happen. Emma's coat was going to rip and she was going to leave mm. uh, a, a shred of fabric behind and obviously right. harrison was going to investigate but now i think harrison's just going to see this video he's going to have completely forgotten that emma's got the same coat and he's going to lock up fallon in a fit of jealous rage for christmas <laughs> and she's going to spend christmas in the slammer that's what i reckon <laughs> no we're not having that you haven't growled maddie so oh, oh no i don't know <laughs> i don't know but are they really going to present that video to harrison Oh, it's, I mean, it's a good oh. little twist, isn't it? Because we really thought the coats were were going to play a part in it. Um, and, yeah, all it's going to take now is someone just to say, well, Emma has the same coat, and then they've got their criminals. I mean, also, yeah. Tracy knows 
that word is going around the village that someone's selling logs. It's not the biggest village in the world. And at the same time, all of these logs are going missing from the rewilding site. I mean, eventually it's going to it's gonna come full circle, mm. isn't it? I still don't understand how big the rewilding plot is for there to be piles and piles of logs all over the place either. I well, always it picture it as just like a small field, but mm. it obviously isn't. No, I don't know. I mean, I also like the way that uh, Ed and Emma, it was like that scene in Goodfellas after the Lufthansa heist where Robert De Niro says, look, nobody spend any money or be flash for a bit. And then they all start showing up to that club in fur, fur coats and Cadillacs. <laughs> Emma and Ed just went to the pub, started like eating and drinking and pumping loads of money into the fruit machine. Yeah, <laughs> not drawing attention to themselves at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it made for when I when I heard that they when they said let's go over the pub and watch it, I was like, yeah, I think actually, you know, sometimes you just punch the air listening to the archers. I was like, brilliant, they're all going to be in the bull at the same time. Fantastic. I know. I thought that. I think I gave a little squeal at the radio. I was like, oh no. Yeah. And what did you think about um, Martin Gibson and his um, dating show revelation? Oh my gosh, that yeah. tickled me. That. Uh, <laughs> that story i just love because for me it's jazz's laugh he's got such a cheeky evil laugh mm, and yeah. it, i i love it there was a lot of that jazza went from being really fed up with the whole thing didn't he at that silly party yeah where, um to just weaving that little um very yeah. naughty blackmailing scam <laughs> Yes. When Martin stumbled off, Jazzery did give that evil chuckle, you're right, man. Mm. He's off his head. <laughs> to Neil, like, we've yeah. got him. Got the compromat on him now. It was I very think... satisfying. I would have liked to have heard like a, a younger, sh- shriller-voiced Martin Gibson on the show. We didn't get to hear it. That was a little bit mm. disappointing. But oh, yeah. Get the we heard the little mute the music at the start of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a bit like Blind Date. Yeah, it um, was. Martin Gibson, he announced that he was going off to the little boys' room, didn't he? And I think, like, Vince Casey always announces when he's going to the loo. I was thinking, is this the telltale sign of a baddie in the archers if they start (laughs) (laughs) using strange colloquial terms? Vince rubbed David up the wrong way, didn't he, by saying, I'm just going for a slash when they were having their bonding session in the bull. And Mm. then he's always, yeah, he's always talking about going to relieve his bladder. So maybe they're all yeah. meeting in the toilets, all these shady figures and having some <laughs> Illum- Illuminati. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there are, there are, there's still quite a lot. I, one thing that I did on that listen back today was I heard uh, Blake describing to Kirsty the Grey Man. And I know there's a lot of theories that the Grey Man could be Vince, which I don't think Oh, I've seen that on, um, on, on Twitter, I think. I saw mm. that that was, yeah. Mm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Will we I ever mean, know? It's one yeah. of those loose ends that we all talk about on Twitter. They're leaving it a long time to bring it back, aren't they? So it's either going to be a, a really slow burn and a masterstroke or they need, it needs to happen soonish. It might have just, you know, drifted on a bit mm. too long. I thought he was now one of the sculptures in the rewilding site, but then <laughs> apparently that's the green man that Rex it was was it? It's definitely not Martin Gibson, the way that he caved to... Uh, Neil's actually Kerry if you were going to blackmail someone I can imagine it would be like Neil no no dancing around you know and we want this and then this and um, it was very matter of fact and I was surprised by how meek Martin Gibson was especially given it wasn't really that embarrassing yeah I I just really wanted Martin Gibson to go and so what and not give them anything 
<laughs> about the fact that they'd found that video. So yeah, that's okay. You still can't have any extra staff or any extra hours. And Maddie, you know, like the some of the characters, uh, every now and again, there's this kind of a, a massive change in personality. Uh, you know, they um, over the years. You don't have to agree with that because obviously, <laughs> but in my humble opinion, I I was um, when you yes. did that first growl, it reminded me of the um, Edwin Starr and War. What is it good for? And I was immediately thinking I could probably turn it into a jingle. Oh, yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I was thinking, like, I really can't cope with. Uh, uh, I, I've been upset by Vince suddenly being an absolute wrong, and, and he, I've fallen massively out of love with him. I don't Aww. think that the scriptwriters could make me take a sabbatical from the show more effectively than to uh, screw around with Chelsea, uh, like change her personality. <gasps> She's so likable. Mm. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> because we said uh, we said a while back we were having one of our kind of. Um, uh, um, Corbynista rants and I was saying about how I really need someone who's not one of the landed families or the haves of the village to to make good not just be a you know a serf buying their time till they till they you know they die and um and I think I've got I had high hopes for Emma and I, I I've got very high hopes for Chelsea I think she could be like the Vidal Sassoon of the West Country or the Midlands oh, gosh. well I hope so there's also Brad as well. He's pretty True. awesome. Yeah. I think he's gonna he's gonna do very well. At least I hope so. Um, yeah. So hopefully between the two of them, there'll be some good. <laughs> I noticed you're not you're not including your cousin George in that. <laughs> oh, George. No, I think I'm really interested to see how George develops because i think underneath it all he is good he's just trying to do good but he just ends up just doing all the wrong things and being led by you know he's he try, he's trying he's trying hard he's a bit lost i think he's, yeah. he's just a lost young boy and he did have a sort of strange start in life with the mixed family and um he has been quite nasty but i think he's gonna come good I think so too. I hope so. And I mean, the thing you were saying about Brad being a potential success, the reason I think Chelsea's got the edge is that we were sort of talking about it earlier on, weren't we? That she's, you know, she's got a, you know, a wise head on her shoulders every now and again. And she's also very comfortable telling the truth and being quite matter of fact. Oh, she is. Mm. Yeah, she really is. Which is something I love because I'm really not like, I really struggle with that in everyday life. <laughs> I'm a bit more like, oh, I don't know. I, I <laughs> Non-confrontational kind of, sort of thing. Yeah, very much mm. so. And I skirt around the edges and I'm very, a bit quieter and probably a bit more shy. Well, she's just so just, yeah, refreshingly says it as it is, which gets her in a lot of trouble as well. And sometimes she takes it a bit too far. Um, <laughs> but her... Uh, yeah, I, I I love that quality about her. And and again, Tra- Tracy's the same. She's very um says it as it is as well. Um Yeah. yeah. She Tracy often speaks way before she thought properly. 
well, yeah. I mean, let's let's not shy away from one of the the biggest casualties in all of this recent storyline is Tracy, Brad, suggesting to Tracy that Russ was the father, and we've lost Russ oh. as a result of that. Yeah, that was a that was a bad move. <laughs> <laughs> it really was a surprise to me when uh, it came out that Chelsea liked Russ. I have to say, um, mm. which was. It made absolute sense when I when I read it, um, mm. but yeah, I, I thought that was quite. It was funny because when we had Andonese on the show, he said that a lot. He said like, I know a lot of people are getting very suspicious about the Chelsea storyline. He said, but I have to believe that this guy wouldn't do that. That this mm. yeah. character and he he is he is just trying to help her and he sees potential there, you know. And he, yeah. And I think for Chelsea, it was um, probably one of the first times that someone had kind of explained things at her pace and spent the time with her. Because I think her, yeah. her school experience, you know, and why perhaps she didn't do so well in her exams is that I almost get the impression that, I don't know, she might have been given up, like they gave up on her in a way and she wasn't compatible with that way of learning whilst... Mm. Russ took the time to sit her down and explain it to her at her pace. And I think that she really appreciated yeah. that, someone taking that time for yeah. her. Because in her household, they don't have the time or energy, yeah. really, do they? It's, mm. you know, they're struggling, it's busy. Um, and he did take her seriously and, mm. like you say, took the time to, to really sort of tune into what she needed. And she's been yeah. on such a journey the last year. It's easy to forget, um, maybe even if you're playing her, she was a right pain in the ass when she first arrived. Like, you know, <laughs> starting some rounds, you know, with what's her chops, um, her rival in the village, um, help me out. Uh, but, you know, being quite confrontational. Oh, Mia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, her frenemy, Mia. Really petty. They were, yeah. Yes, they were. Um, <laughs> I think it was a bit of a sport, to be honest. I think I think they both enjoy. Mm. That's just how they interact. I think I think that that's just what they enjoy doing. Mm. Um, mm. They literally did enjoy it at the hunt ball, though, didn't they? They actually started to find it fun. And yeah, they found some the common ground. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they did. I'm really excited to see kind of how that relationship, where that goes in the mm. future. Um, well, I mean, you did you did break poor Jake's heart didn't you? I don't think Mia's ever forgiven yeah. you for that. Oh gosh, that was, see, that's a time when I read the script and went, oh no, Chelsea, <laughs> you can't do that. But she did. He didn't have a car. Yeah, she was quite so, hard then, wasn't she? She really was. Um, but uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, she didn't mince her words, really. Yeah. Makes her interesting, <laughs> doesn't it? You said you listened this week. Is it strange mm. to hear Tracy and Ruth, other characters, talking about you when you're not on the show? It is. Do you know what? Because I had no idea that scene had happened. Um, mm. And I, I know that I wanted to hear, as a listener, not as an actor, I wanted to hear a scene where they spoke about it and, and sort of came together because they were two potential, you know, they would have been grandmothers to... Yeah to this mm -hmm. child um and they hadn't 
there, there's now an, like an invisible thread connecting them um, mm. to to the, with, with the story. So, yeah, it, it, it is funny when you hear people talking about your character. That was that was a really interesting scene, I thought, because Tracy was really propping Ruth up. She was really um, comforting mm, her. Yeah, Ruth Ruth has had a hard week and a stressful <laughs> week. And uh, yeah, we can say Tracy, a hard thirty years then, Karen. <laughs> yes. Oh, she's not coped well, has she really? Um, but yeah, I loved how Tracy was really boosting her and saying, you know, we're not super women. We love our kids. That's yes. that's what we can do. Ruth was there her. making notes. Slow down a bit, Tracy. Okay, we're not sleeping. <laughs> Love and care for your children. Okay, right, got it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Meals three times a day. Three times a day. They have to eat three times a day. Okay, this is news, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is funny, isn't it? Oh, can I just ask a sort of off-piste question, uh, oh, Maddie? please. Yeah. Um, I just wondered, do the cast have a Christmas party? Oh, I don't know. I mean, since because I started during COVID, so yeah, uh, there hasn't been one. Um, but I believe in Christmases past uh, at the Archers, there have been. Oh, I, I have not one. been to one. There wasn't one this year, or if there was, I wasn't invited. No, I don't think there was one this year. Um, oh, is there not? Oh, how many pubs in Birmingham are the cast banned from? Like from <laughs> all of them <laughs> no i don't know i had visions of you all sort of you know out for dinner having a right old time of it that would be so nice. i know that that we all really want to mm. um because it's been a funny old time with with covid and everything because uh, we're mm. sort of like ships in the night I've, I, I keep hearing about the good old days in when everyone was in the green room because now we're in a slightly different space yeah. uh, and people would go off and you know spend you know go for dinner together and stuff but it's sort of a little bit different now and mm. um yeah i think it's starting to go back to how it was before from what i've heard do you think it was realistic how long it took chelsea to make the decision and mm. bearing in mind, we're we're looking at a seventeen, well, eighteen-year-old now. Do, do you think? I mean, because Tracy said to Ruth this week, well, she just buried her head in the sand and she did a run. Yeah. Do Do you think it's a lot of people were saying like my daughter would have asked her mates and they would have found yeah. out? Um, I think that that's a really interesting question. Um, I think with this story and and this situation. I think it's so personal to to the person and the people who are involved in it. And I, I really don't believe that there is, it should be like this and it should be like this and it should take this amount of time. I think for some people, it's a no-brainer. It's like, okay, I'm not ready to have a baby. Uh, and it's, um, the decision's made really quickly. And some people, it's not so linear. And I think that Chelsea, it, it was very much, the latter she she first of all was in just a complete denial is what it felt like when mm -hmm. when I was playing it she just wanted to pretend it wasn't there and didn't really believe it was real um for 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 a long time mm -hmm. um and I think she genuinely didn't know I think I whether she should have it or 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 not mm -hmm. um and 
although she had the most supportive family um in that sense i think she yeah she could only make the decision herself and mm. i think with chelsea another thing is is i don't know this is my way of looking at it and and the writers other people might have a different a different way of looking at it but i believe that when chelsea goes to college she perhaps goes there with a veneer of this sort of confident um bullshit assertive um personality and mm. i i sort of told myself that she didn't want to break that when she was at college. She wanted to keep up appearances and perhaps that's why she didn't share it with her college friends, mm -hmm. um, but felt safe to in the comfort of her, you know, I think the, us as listeners and her family see a different side of her mm. than she shows at college. Um, I mean, that's how I rationalised it in my head. But then she did tell her friends. She, she told Blake. Um, yeah. And perhaps mm. she doesn't have friends at college that she, she can, I don't know, maybe there yeah. was a fear of being judged. But she trusts yeah. to share that information. Exactly. Trust and judgment. College Chelsea is the one we heard um, doing d dirty on uh, Jake Grundy. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's quite common, isn't it, with, with teenagers where they're trying to find who they are. Yeah. Um, and they're young adults. They do sort of try stuff out and try to put on a bit of bravado. Exactly. Um, and they aren't sure about things, but they want to seem like they are really sure about everything. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think mm. that's exactly how I see Chelsea at college mm. and very much the sort of, you know, the, the Instagram blog, like the, you know, going live on Instagram with beauty um, tutorials and stuff like that. Like, hi guys, kind of persona. Yeah. I, mm. I think that's who she is at, at college and, you know, uh, jokey and, yeah. Uh, uh, but at home, she's, she isn't that at all. Um, but also at home, I think with Tracy is very supportive, but at times mm. because of her quite short, not temper, but, she reacts in quite a strong way and is quite smothering. She she kept interrupting um, Chelsea when she tried to speak and actually drove her away. There were a few conversations. And I was like, oh, Tracy, haven't you learned? You know, when she ran away, didn't she, Chelsea? Yes. Um, and it was because Tracy wasn't really listening. She was being a bit stifling. And uh, mm. so it wasn't an entirely supportive atmosphere in terms of, allowing Chelsea to speak freely and, and ponder things out loud yeah. about, about what her choices were. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, I guess, I don't know, Tracy was probably so desperate to just get the information out and Chelsea just, yeah. I, she, Chelsea's head was just, I don't know, imagine it like a, a ball of messed up spaghetti. She like yeah. didn't know, <laughs> didn't know what, you know, what, what she was thinking or, or, mm. or what to do. And I think the, yeah, the easiest thing for her to do was to take herself away. And I remember mm. there was a scene where she, I think it was with Blake, where she was just like, I could, I ran away because I just couldn't bear to see the look on my mum's face. Um, and she, I think she has a fear of letting Tracy mm. down. She just didn't want to see yeah. it. It was so nice hearing Chelsea and Tracy at the wedding fair having a right laugh together. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that was it? So fun, so oh. fun to do. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, it was lovely because it felt like we hadn't smiled. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. It was the first Mm. time where they sounded relaxed and, you know, able to just have fun. Yeah. Oh, we had a lot of fun recording those scenes. It was so good. (laughs) I mean, there is that balance, isn't there, between how Chelsea is apparently moving on and Ben isn't. I know it does the whole Mm. other thing of the Beth breakup as well. yeah. But yeah, so that's always, we've got that kind of, those contrasts of the fact that, you know, Chelsea's having some fun and she's planning Christmas and they're laughing and joking mm. with Jazza that he's going to get them dog biscuits on Christmas Day. And at the same time, you know, oh, yeah. you're kind of balancing that with, with what's going on at Brookfield. Um, one thing, just to jump back a second, when you reached out to Jim, that was a real, for me, because like I love Jim. He's probably one of my favourite characters. Like Chelsea best. is definitely one of my best favourite characters as well. And it was just the fact that she called him because there was that little mm. passing of the baton, wasn't there? When Jazza moved out, there was the end of that episode where you came, ra- you went round to Greenacres and was like, "Budge <laughs> up, Jim," and he was watching National Geographic or some like yeah. something yeah. about Roman history, and you were like, "Change the channel, let's watch blah blah blah." Or something. Oh, I think I think it was it the one where he had he 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 was listening to some music. I think he he had a vinyl on. He was like Schubert and something. And then <laughs> Chelsea walks in and is like, "Oh, do you have any cake? You got any biscuits?" Yeah, <laughs> just like sits in his chair and he's like, "Oh, no peace and quiet." Jazz has gone down the road, but Chelsea's Chelsea's going to take his place. There was that. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, I remember wanting Chelsea to move into uh, Jazz's bachelor pad. Oh yeah. Still might happen. Mm. Never know. Yeah, could it happen. Might. That would be cool. She could have some space. Maddie, earlier on, Matthew threatened you. I don't think this, that's too strong a word <laughs> with a quiz. So do you want to take oh, yes. um, an ad break so that you can have a little, you know, a few seconds to get yourself ready, psych yourself up for the, the, the intense group? Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be, you know, it'd be unfair <sighs> okay. to send you an unprepared. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Maddie, are you buckled in? Are you ready? Uh, it's Bristol versus in. Bristol. Buckled, bumpkin versus bumpkin. Um, Matthew, you ready? <laughs> I am ready. By the way, Maddie, just to let you know, Peter mm-hmm. said a few months back that when I do an impression of anyone with a West Country twang on from the Archers, it's impossible to know that I've shifted into character. He thinks I just sound <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did tell Maddie before the show that I'm from the West Country as well, but, uh, you know, I... I yeah, well, uh, Maddie will know your birthplace if she travels from Brist- Paddington to Temple Meads because it goes through Swindon, doesn't oh, it? Oh, okay, f*** you. From Swindon. <laughs> <laughs> not from Swindon. I'm not from f***ing Swindon. We'll just get that quite you clear. You were born anyway. there, weren't you? Oh. Even, even Maddie went, oh, Swindon. Oh, Swindon. <laughs> Can we let me talk about this? Please, yeah. everyone focus, focus. <laughs> Okay, there's only six. There's only six questions. There's only six. I'm nervous. Questions. Okay, there were seven, but uh, Maddie already answered one of them. Did I bulldoze okay. over one of them? Okay. No, no, no. It's fine. Um, <laughs> which former Formula One racing driver 
did Tracy compare you to on your driving lesson? Oh my gosh. Um, Nigel Mansell. Oh, very good. Who's Nigel Mansell? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. He ain't on Instagram. Wait, I don't know. Answer, answer like, in a Chelsea voice. Like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Nigel Mansell. Um, Nigel who? Yeah. Prior to hitting Blake, you had to swerve very quickly to avoid hitting something else earlier in the episode. What was oh, it? Oh, gosh. Was it a rabbit? It was a rabbit. Was it a rabbit? Oh, it my was. gosh. Oh, thank goodness. When you catwalked Denise for Alistair oh, in the dress, yeah. the song you played was by which artist? Oh, it was feeling good as hell, wasn't it? It was. I don't was. know who sings it, though. Oh, I'm terrible with names. It's Lizzo, I know it's isn't that it? So- oh, it's Lizzo. That's it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, when I love you that song. Broke poor Jake Grundy's heart. What movie did he take you to see? Jaws. All right, you've done some. Oh, phew. Four out of four so far. Oh, Five gosh. and six. Okay, when Linda yeah. clocked Tracy speeding, mm. how much was she exceeding uh, exceeding the speed limit by? <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Oh, I'm trying to. Oh. It was a something zone, and Tracy was doing something. Was it 40 zone? No. Was it 40 zone, and she was doing 40? No, I don't know. 48? No. It was, a, it was a 30 zone, and she was doing 39. Oh, I was... Oh. <laughs> and Damn. finally, 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 that was your third lesson out on the open road as you mocked Tracy for saying but where had your second lesson been oh my lord where had it I don't know it it had been on the cow track at Brookfield oh because (laughs) David in your conversation with David later (gasps) on he was like You've had an accident. And then he immediately went, it wasn't on the farm, was it? <laughs> you could imagine he could hear the first strings. <laughs> oh, yes. Because then Chelsea was like, um, she was like, yeah. Oh, no, 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 she didn't. I- I'm confusing it. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, because that. Well, yeah, because in the conversation with Tracy, she said, yeah, but last time you you said, you know, I did quite well last time. She said, yeah, but that was on a cow track. This is on the open yes. road. And then, then <laughs> David said in the next episode, when you were saying like, so can I sue him? Like, and mm. <laughs> you, were, you were like, did you have an accident at Brookfield? So he started getting very nervous. Yes. You were going to come for him. Mm. All right. Well, oh, that's, that's four amazing. Four out of six. Well wow. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Considering four oh. of those were from your first ever um, episode. Those are probably the ones that I looked at a lot. Mm. I was... <laughs> I was, I was I was going to ask, do you remember the name of the friend that you jilted Jake for? But even I couldn't remember that. Tara. Oh. It's Tara. There you go. It's Tara, isn't it? Yes. Give give me the J-Lo gif when you stand up and start clapping. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, Tara. All right, because, I mean, because I've always, I've had this reputation for having gotcha questions for the actors, and I, I really don't have that. All I did was accidentally ask Ryan, who plays Lee, because he kept banging on mm. about his two daughters from his previous marriage. And I just went, what are their names? It was <laughs> this horrible know, silence. 
And he just went, oh no, oh no. And we had to do a bit of a, yeah, we had to do a tidy up on it. And it wasn't meant to be a gotcha, like what's your daughter's name? Shouldn't really be. He actually said in the end, that's probably why the marriage ended. Because I couldn't oh, remember. Because he couldn't remember his daughter's name. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Well oh. done. Very impressive. Wow, I'm sweating a bit, you know. It's a good job we didn't we, we didn't go for the two truths and a lie then, isn't it, today? Oh, like yeah. uh, like Oh, that's what they were pub. doing in um in the pub, in the ball, yeah. no, at the Christmas party. We yeah. thought about doing that on here, but we thought it might put you on the spot a bit, so we didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, thank you. You're um, very kind. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Actually, um, that, uh, we are doing our Patreon special next week. Um, if people do want to help us out, um, we're very grateful. It's uh, the patreon.com forward slash the cider shed. Um, yeah, so we're recording next week, that next week, and we will be doing our own version of the two questions, one truth. So, uh, yeah, buckling for that. If you want to hear that, then um, go to the um, URL I just mentioned. And um, so, Kerry, where do we go for Twitter and stuff? Come to at the Cider Shed pod. Um, I haven't actually looked at how many followers we've got like I do normally because I think I'm in such a sort of state of excitement about having Maddie here. Um, but, yeah, everything is great there. So please come and join us. And we did have a new five-star review as well. So thank you to RMH2107. I don't think they're a bot. It sounds like they are. (laughs) But it was a nicely worded five-star review that seemed to have been written by a human. If Russian bots want to give us five stars, that's fine. Absolutely (laughs) fine, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, please um, add to the five-star reviews if you care to. Thanks. Uh, if you want to come to our Instagram, it's the same handle as Twitter at the Cider Shed Pod. Uh, our most recent post has the most number of likes ever, and it's a photo of your face, Maddie. Me? Um, oh gosh! Yeah, saying that you're coming on the show. Yeah, I think that's our most likes we ever had. And I'm generally there just wow. preparing nonsense, and I put out very silly stories. And in, obviously, next week I will be sharing videos from Fake Ambridge when I'm back in the lovely countryside in Gloucestershire. So, mm. oh, beautiful! Look out mm. for that. Also, yeah. we have yeah, we have um a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast. You can find us there too. Excellent. So, um, Maddie, uh, where, where was there any ever a chance that you would end up a trainee hairdresser? Um, <laughs> uh, or were you always laser focused on the um, what was it supposed to be called? The um the oh. Oh, uh, we always laser focus on an act, uh, a career in acting. This is from a guy that won an award for acting. He doesn't even know <laughs> yes. what it's called. I need you to teach well, me what you know. Well, a success came to me very early. <laughs> so, uh, you know, th- th- uh, when it came oh, to nice. acting. But, but are you, uh, you know, are you, were you sort of like Daniel Ratcliffe kind of, you know, there um, pushing for auditions at the age of 12 or did it all sort of oh, like gosh. come to you quite late? Um, no, well, it was always something that I enjoyed. I, I was really lucky. I, I have very supportive parents who um, sort of sent me to acting groups and stuff as a kid. Um, and it was just sort of the only thing I really, not the only thing, but the, the sort of thing I would just always think about. Um, and then it just grew from there and, and went to a lot of theatre as as a kid and yeah just just loved it 
parking the kind of um, uh, English habit of false modesty, was it something you were kind of uh, good at, got praised at, and so felt sort of attracted to, or is it, has it been something you've sort of felt like has been a kind of, like a, 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 you've had, you've worked on, you've really kind of laboured oh, on? Oh, no, I- yeah, that, what you just said there. Um, <laughs> I am someone who is not naturally good at things. I have to work really hard. Uh, and um, so, no, I wasn't always very good at it. I'm sure my drama teachers or, you know, uh, teachers in general would tell you that, yeah, no, I I was just, I just, I, I work really hard and it's not, you know, I'm I'm not very cool about it. I um yeah <laughs> I I I have to work really hard to get any kind of result. Oh, you're um, very modest, yeah. Batty. No, 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 but it's tr- it's 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 really true. <laughs> um and mm. um, but I you know I I do love it and sometimes it is really difficult and disheartening but something mm. about it just keeps It's a tough me... old trade, isn't it? It, it is and I've had a lot of like everyone a lot of heartbreak mm. um but just keep keep going you went to the bristol old vic theater school didn't you i did yes yeah and and how did you find that how old were you when i don't know Ooh, i was yeah. 18 when i went okay a long time ago now <laughs> um yeah so i went i went straight from from doing my a levels uh yeah for three years um it was a school that I knew I really wanted to go to. Um, oh. I auditioned for a few others and got in to do musical theatre at some schools and then acting um, at, in Bristol. And I knew I wanted to go there. Um, and, yeah, I was sort of told, oh, if you if you come from Bristol and if also if you're 18 and you're young, oh. then then you're not likely to, to get a place. They'd like you a bit more ripe um, oh. and have more life experience. But no, I... I I was just really lucky and yeah got a place and and sort of started my training yeah that was what I was wondering about the age thing because I thought did you go there straight you know from your schooling yeah I did wow yeah I did straight straight from yep and then after that I was in the industry for a little bit and then I went and did a master's at the Royal Academy of Music because I sing as well um and yeah so went and did that because I just wanted I'm I I I like learning things I know it sounds really wanky can I say that yes you can Um, (laughs) it sounds yeah but um but I I just I like working on things so yeah thought I'd do that polish up on on the old vocal cords and then yeah is it specifically singing um I did musical theatre right um but yeah so it was singing dancing and acting yeah going in and out of bristol old vic over the years just as a as someone there to watch plays and stuff you see all like the alumni the photos mm. on the wall and stuff like daniel day lewis and I jeremy know. irons and it's like <gasps> pete postlethwaite was there when he gene wilder yeah. actually was there as well wasn't he it's really oh, was um, he? yeah i think he he did a stint there as well yeah, I'm oh, sure wow. I saw his photo on the wall. So yeah, yeah, because yeah. as you walk in to the, I mean, it's it's all changed now. It's it was the old building when I was there, but yeah, there was this. I remember on the wall, just all these amazing faces, just who'd walked in the same room. I'm pretty sure I haven't been to the new building. I've been in up and down King Street quite a lot, but I don't think I've been into the actual new one. 
Uh, it's been a long mm. time. I, the last time I went to the old Vic was when I lived in the UK. So that's over twenty years ago now. But it's um, yeah, it's a it's a lovely theatre. It's beautiful. Um, theater. Oh, I know what I was going to say, and I don't know if Peter knows this, and if he doesn't, mm. it's going to slightly blow his mind because I listened to you chatting to Sunny. Like Sunny was yes. your teacher there, right? She was, yeah, I'm a radio teacher. Yes, but the, the other person from the Archers who also taught you that oh was... yeah kim kim durham um who plays who plays matt crawford was my one of my acting teachers That's ah. too much too much uh when you, <laughs> your, when you have your drunken night out in birmingham with the rest of the, yes. the, with the writers you just sow the seed that tiger needs to come back tiger must come back oh, he was yeah. fab wasn't he he's yes. bought lower locks no he's he's bought gray gables hasn't he it's got to happen Oh, he's he's definitely the character that transformed the archers from a kind of an occasional listen to something that was kind of like, you know, an absolute cornerstone of my kind of weekly routine. Mm. I adored oh, him. I have to tell him. Yeah, oh, he's wonderful. And it's such a good actor as well. And and uh, yeah. like, he definitely looks like Bricktop from um <laughs> with Nate, insert name the Guy Ritchie movie. I was just I was just trying to imagine Daniel Day Lewis trying to be a Grundy, like right, you know, method acting his way through the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he would probably go and yeah, yeah. I don't know. He'd exactly. go to live in like my dad's extra field in the cider shed for six months <laughs> just to hone it, yeah. to get it in his voice. Yeah, he'd start mm. like he'd he'd, he'd he'd actually end up doing time for like committing petty <laughs> crime around the village. Yeah, because there'd be consequences in the real world, so he'd keep on getting. <laughs> he'd actually go to jail. Yeah. Hey, buddy, do you think because of what Peter's just said? Um, do you know who owns sixty percent of Grey Cape? <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I'm not even lying. I genuinely don't. Like, <laughs> I, I, I really, really don't. Um, and I'm as intrigued as you are. I'm are dying you? to know yeah. what's going on. And do you yeah. think you'll ever meet the gills, the sodding gills? Will really <laughs> you meet these bloody people? <laughs> I don't know. Who and are has, they? And is it Vince? Is has Vince brought bought the land at Hollow Tree under Ooh. a Another name, just to stick the dagger in slightly more to Brooke. He's dead to me. Poor Maddie has no idea. <laughs> I, I, no, but the thing is, I wish I, I wish I, I, I don't even have a seed of knowledge oh, on this. Like nothing. Shame. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I look forward to hearing oh, at the same time was, as you. There was one thing I was going to say that was very <laughs> uncanny um, that I only realised in the last couple of weeks since we realised you were coming on. Oh. Ages and ages ago, someone shared a video on YouTube and I saw it on Facebook, I think. And I think I shared it as well. And I've since realized it's you in the video playing a girl what? working in a cold call center. And you Yes, call, that's me. Yeah, and you call a girl who seem who who you keep on the line because she seems to be in distress. I won't ruin it for anyone because it takes yeah. a major twist. It and really that's you. Does. I suddenly That's me. It, I can't believe it, that. It oh, came back in, you know, Facebook has this tendency, if you're on Facebook, it says, do you remember this from two years ago? And I looked at it the other day and I was like, hang on, I know <laughs> who that second. is. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is me. Yes. Oh my goodness. How how long ago was that? That was during lockdown. So that Okay, that so was... I probably saw it as it was made then. Yeah, that was for, um, to raise money for the Globe um i i believe and actually do you know what that play was written by dave payne 
who, and I completely forgotten about this, who is the storyliner for The Archers. Oh, and wow. that's, we never met on this project. Um, I just got an email basically saying I need an actor to, to do this. Um, and yeah, a, a few months later, um, I did another, I did some uh, singing demos for, for him as well. Again, never met him. And then got an email being like, I'm writing in this character for The Archers. Can't promise anything, but I can put your name forward oh, for it and that's how it funny. so small world mm. matthew can you dig out a link for that first to put into this yeah podcast? absolutely <laughs> oh, gosh. yeah excellent <laughs> yeah 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 because it popped up in my memories about a week ago and i was like oh my god you it's know when you kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> maddie can i ask um Please. as we're in the festive season what your christmas plans are not as chelsea but as as maddie where as where will maddie. you be and what are you up to i will be in good old brizzle in bristol uh-huh. with my parents um mm-hmm. yeah just a quiet quiet christmas uh this year um yeah just lovely yeah chilling out eating some Is food there a brand? Is there a Brad? Is, is there a brother to go to war with? I have a sister, um, a, a younger sister, but she's not coming back because she's she's doing a show uh, called Starlight Express uh, in Germany, which is a show on roller skates. Um, but yeah. they perform at Christmas, so she can't come home. But I'm visiting her tomorrow, so um, that'd be nice. Starlight Express was huge when I was a little boy. Yeah, absolutely enormous. Yeah, well, it's incredibly successful in Germany. It's um, in this massive theatre, and it loads of people go and see it. And um, yeah, it's fab. Cool. And you, so you're off to Germany tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. I was just going to say, my friend's dad was such a massive fan of Starlight, Starlight Express in the late eighties. He had kept his original T-shirt from the show, and it was full of holes, and he would still wear oh, it with pride no. around the house. <laughs> It'd be a great trip to see your sister and then go to a, like a, a German Christmas market all in the same trip. That's exactly the plan. Yeah, that's really? amazing. That's the plan. I can't wait. What about you? I want to ask you what your Christmas plans are. <laughs> oh, I, I'm having a lovely, quiet one as well with my two kids um, oh. and, and my mother. Food, drink, silly games. You know, I like we like board games, card games. That yes. Sort of thing. Is that not an oxymoron, um, Kerry? Quiet Christmas for the Warbuses. <laughs> I mean, I imagine it's a very fun but very noisy affair. Uh, there might be noise, yeah. But, you know, I mean, low-key, as in not loads of people. You know, it's just us. Mm. That would be lovely. That yeah. sounds lovely. Yeah. And Peter, with your little one, Cyrus. Yeah, very nice quiet Christmas. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've spoilt my little boy, so I'm desperately trying to undo the damage I've done. He seems to think that, that presents arrive every 30 seconds, so he's going to be... How many having... Legos have you bought yourself that are actually for Cyrus, but for you? No, I've, had to, I've, been giving to, I've been giving some to his friends. To, well, I gave Aww. some to a friend the other day to try and... Oh, okay. I would get rid of some. Yeah, this is... I'm trying, I'm does trying he to talk be about well-behaved. Father Christmas? Does he actually... He met Father Christmas today. Who's actually um, oh, actually after Justin, but um, yeah. So yeah, he's what are the odds? Him, I'm jealous that Father Christmas was in Catford, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You've been knighted. You've been knighted. This whole North Pole thing is a massive red herring. He's been in Catford the whole time. 
Do you know some ex- members of my extended family are now currently paying a fortune in Lapland, staying in a hotel, visiting Father Christmas, and he's in he's oh, in wow. Catford, sixty eight Millcote <laughs> Road. Yeah, he's oh, here. I, it was a bit of a shame the Grundy World of Christmas is not happening this year, but is happening next year. I do like uh, that yeah. terrible Grundy World of Christmas thing. Oh, well. You're going to sing in the choir, Maddie, on the archers. I noticed that I I, oh. I tend to look ahead and see who's in the cast, and I saw there's a like a, there's a choir from Birmingham that are cast listed oh. for the end of the month. So I guess they're going to be they're going to be oh. handling the duties. That'll there. be nice. Oh um, yeah, I I don't know who. <laughs> mm, I'm well. I I'll be up up at five, flying to Bristol in the morning. Um, where I'll be for a couple of days. Out in Clifton tomorrow night, actually, Maddie. Oh my gosh, where. my stomping got fr- ground. Got a friend who lives way up there and uh, then go in country for the rest of it, I think, and then probably finish off a little bit of a flourish in Bristol, seeing some friends that are back over from the States post-Christmas and then back, then going to Lisbon for a New Year's Eve where the other half will be arriving back from Brazil on the 30th. So, yes, that's okay. the plan. Nice. Well, Maddie, we really, really appreciate you coming on. Um, have a fantastic Christmas. And, uh, yeah, um, hopefully at some point in the future, maybe we'll get to talk to you again. But um, it's been amazing. Thank you so, so much. Oh, I would love that. I have loved talking to you. Oh. I adore your podcast. So, yeah, just thank you so much for, for inviting me and, and for listening to me waffle on. Um, and, yeah, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas oh. to, to all you listeners out there, too. Lovely. Yeah, this is thank our Christmas so episode, really, isn't it? We should, we, we, me and Kerry were saying we have to be very festive this week. Because, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, we've got the week off, haven't we? Uh, once, a year, once, once a year <laughs> yeah, well, we, are recording, we are recording our we are recording our special next week but um yeah 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 thank you so much maddie oh, yeah pleasure real thanks, pleasure thanks maddie really appreciate it Hang on.